are listening to the Group Therapy Podcast presented by Eurooptic.com, your destination for all things shooting, hunting, and outdoors. Time for Group Therapy, boys. Hi, welcome to another episode of Group Therapy. Uh, today we are joining the studio with uh, Jason Bainey from Sales. We have Clay from Sales, and we also have Eric from Meprolite. Today we're going to be going over the different product lines, talk a little bit more about Meprolite. Eric, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background before Meprolite, and then uh, maybe we can work our way into the company history and, and go through these products. Yeah, absolutely. First off, thanks for uh, having us on, guys. We Really appreciate you guys uh, inviting us out and having you guys out of this new building. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, yep, my name is Eric Suarez. I'm the U.S. brand manager for Meprolite. Uh, been with Meprolite for the last two years. Um, I'm a retired Marine. I'm a retired Marine Raider. I spent my last six and a half years uh, as a Marine Raider. Um, getting to do that has been fantastic. So, um, joined the Marine Corps when I was 17. Um, kind of had an eclectic um, job throughout the years. Um, didn't get to just spend it in one um, got to spread it out and learn a lot of different things. And then uh, I guess all things in life, you just kind of adapt and see what you like to do. And here I am at Meprolite. So uh, retired in 2016, um, worked for a rifle company for a couple of years. They have uh, wind up going bankrupt. It is what it is. You got to adapt again. And uh, opportunity came up and uh, really enjoyed what Meprolite was trying to do. Um, get the U.S. team together, um, steeped in military tradition, steeped in um, serving and providing uh, optics for the militaries around the world. And I really wanted to be a part of this process. So here I am, and today we're going to go over our products. Very nice. Thanks for coming. So tell us, um, for folks who may have either never heard of Meprolite or just don't have enough information, there's a lot of history there. So I'm hoping uh, if you could just touch on that, like where Meprolite comes from um, and where you guys are in the market. Right yeah, now. so uh, Meprolite started back in 1990. Um, there is, is an, is, oh, me, an Israeli company um, started doing... Uh, tritium for military different services. So some of the first products that they did was in tanks. It's extremely dark. Anyone who's ever been in a tank, anything that moves can kill them. So uh, tank loaders didn't know when they were out of ammo and needed a way to identify when they were no longer um, had any ammo to load the guns. So they did that by using tritium. Um, Meprolite was the first company to come up and devise a way to install tritium in the bottom of the tank loader areas. And a loader would look down, see the tritium lights, and say, oh, I'm out of ammo. I need to uh, reload. So uh, that was one. Uh, That's how it started. The second one was uh, before the age of computers and um, computerized methods of refueling air-to-air. They actually used tritium inside the catch baskets air-to-air in order for pilots to kind of fly into into the catch baskets to refuel. So uh, that's kind of how Meprolite started. Kind of just progressing from there, Um, the IDF consistently went back to Meprolite for different tritium uses and pistols uh, and rifle optics, which has, you know, um, fast forward into the M21, which has been in service since the year 2000, the RDS Pro V2, been in service since around 2012, um, all the way up to today with our newest product, the True Vision, which is called the O2, um, which is started service just last year with them. So what's the, um, I've heard you guys say the IDF. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, so IDF is the Israeli Defense Force. So unlike the U.S. where it's all-volunteer force over in Israel, um, everyone is uh, mandated to do military time. So whether that's a two-year or four-year, depending on what their situation is over there, um, everybody's mandated to do a specific amount of military time and to serve their country. Um, Obviously, here in the U.S., um, 
we take for granted that our borders are what our borders are. Um, their situation and their culture and the things that they face are just not the same as what they are here. So they have to take measures in order to uh, defend against their foreign uh, their enemies, um, which aren't so foreign to them. They're literally right next door. So um, that's the measure that they take. So um, when we say an optic is a life or um, things of that nature, it truly is. The optics that the Israelis are building on the production lines, it truly could be going to their brother, their sister, their brother-in-law, their cousins, things of that nature, um, and continue generations. Because after... Uh, I'm I learned earlier, after high school, you're going right into the military. Men, woman, doesn't matter. It's just part of life there is after high school. So it makes sense when you say, like, every optic is life is because literally your neighbor, your, aunt, your relative could very well be using that. So I, I see um, it's good to hear that that's kind of the philosophy because um, with it in Israel being the way that it is, um, it just kind of personalizes everything a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got an opportunity to go there just a couple months ago. Uh, myself and Carl, the sales director, went over there and got to meet the people and got to meet some of the other sales individuals. And some of those guys still serve. Um, so they're either in their equivalent of the National Guard or in their special operations units and things. And they still get called up and go, to, go on missions. And they have uh, certain requirements that they still need to fulfill throughout the year. So uh, when we say, you know, we have a less than 1% defective rate, and then people will kind of laugh or scoff or, you know, say, really, is that really the case? <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, it is because whether an RDS Pro V2 comes here to the States or is issued out, every optics tested the exact same. So there's a very uh, rigid and strenuous uh, testing protocol that is followed. Every optic is tested two to three times, whereas most optics in most manufacturers are just tested, you know, hey, you know, uh, two to three percent of every pallet is tested. Um, in Israel, for Meprolite, every optic is tested. Every optic on every pallet is tested two to three times. Every optic will be put on the um, recoil machine and will be tested to ensure that zeros are kept. So uh, for us, it is, a, it is a matter of life, and that's the way it's looked at it. Whether you're a hunter, competition shooter, or just love the feeling of recoil, EuroOptic has the gear you need for your next adventure. At EuroOptic, you'll find optic brands like Swarovski, Nightforce, Vortex, Leopold, Trijicon, and Leica, just to name a few. In the market for a new firearm, they've got all the major brands including Accuracy International, Sig Sauer, Barrett, Daniel Defense, Glazer, and so many more. Come visit their state-of-the-art showroom, give them a call, or check them out online at EuroOptic.com. Tell me about the facility you guys have in Michigan you're using for your, your testing. Everyone wants to have the brightest and best tritium, right? So uh, how, do you, how do you test it? Everyone can put on social media, put on their websites. They can do and say, I have the brightest, I have the best. But honestly, until you can put it in a lab that's independently, unbiasedly tested, um, you can't really claim that. Well, we decided to do it. We paid for it. We sent, it, um, we sent samples of our hyperbrights out uh, against our top competitors, and all the results came back, and we were found to be the brightest. So in some cases, we we're you know 5% brighter. In other cases, we were 25 30% brighter. So uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter for me if we were brighter than you know, it is what it is. We were brighter. So uh, it's something we can hang our hat on. Um, and the reason why we are brighter, and it doesn't matter because uh, if it's our hyperbright line or our true dot line, uh, we install uh, the hyperbright and true dot tritium the same. And the the main reason is um, is that we install our own tritium. So we get our our vials from the Swiss, and we install them, and we um, 
paint the insides with a proprietary paint and it helps reflect it and that's where we get our brightness from. Whereas almost all of our other competitors, they come pre-installed and they're just throwing them inside their- They're uh, just buying the capsules. They're buying the capsules. So we own the process. Uh, We own the entire manufacturing facility to do it. Um, And we've been doing it for 30 years, basically. Exactly. So one thing that I was thinking of um, when I was hearing about tritium, because it's it's a radioactive material, um, but it's a very minute amount. And I think I heard uh, Bill say in our training earlier, you it was what a life was it twenty years working. So one one trip on a on an airplane will actually expose you to more tritium than twenty thirty years in factory. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was an interesting factoid, so I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say for sure, working in a gun company that does a ton of firearm testing prior to coming here, I've probably seen more people pop on lead testing than I have ever heard of anyone popping from yeah. radioactivity yeah. of a, tritium. <laughs> a good friend of mine almost died from lead testing because he used to shoot uh, Gatling guns at very close proximity with a whole lot of lead. That's a lot of airborne lead. And he, yeah. uh, he, was, he was hurting. He yeah, I believe it. So to kind of back up and for any folks that might not know about tritium, can you kind of touch on what it is and where it's used in the industry or how we use it in the industry, the night, the night sites? Yeah, so I, I will start with a caveat that I am not a tritium expert by no means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just the general understanding <laughs> of what it is. For anyone that's like maybe they're not too into guns, we're, we're talking about tritium. They just they don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, so uh, tritium, when, when coupled with a reflective paint of sorts, uh, will glow. So the most common places that you see tritium, honestly, could be in watch faces. Uh, a lot of people have watches, uh, compasses. Almost every compass will have a tritium component to it. So at night, you can see where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, watches, are obviously, like I mentioned, are another one. Uh, we happen to use them in our front sights as well as uh, in our night sight components. But um, tritium, like I had mentioned on the military side, they've been using them for 30 plus years in different applications where they just need to be seen at night. So um, it's just, it's not going anywhere. So now you said that you're, you're testing between five and 30% brighter than your competitors. Uh, What kind of, what kind of lifespan are you getting compared to those guys? How long is that tritium lasting? So that's the other uh, unique thing here is that it doesn't matter how much we are brighter, the shelf life uh, you're looking at 12 years. So we warranty it for 12 years, the the half-life, it's technically between 10 and 12 years, depending on, I guess, what, uh, what's, I'm not going to say spore, but whatever consistency or whatever purity of it it is. Um, so some, you'll find some of our competitors have a 10-year warranty. We have a 12-year, 12-year is kind of the stand, industry standard across the board for tritium itself. Um, and that's what you're going to get. The reason why we can go brighter is because we own the proprietary installation of it. And we're able to use reflective paint that um, others don't because they're just installing the capsule. But 12 years across the board is, is what you're going to find. Great. So everything the Meprolite um, started as was Israeli defense, Israeli military. And now we're seeing a lot more consumer. When did Meprolite really start for consumers? And also, um, basically, how's business been since you've done that? Yeah, so I would say Meprolite probably dipped her toe in the water about six years ago. Five, six years ago, they dipped their toe in the water uh, through some distributors um, around the U.S. just to kind of see how it would work. Um, They had some early success, uh, and that's when four years ago they brought Bill on board, Bill Yerby, who's our GM, 
And then from there, we've just kind of grown. So um, Bill came on four years ago. They hired our director of sales, uh, Carl, three years ago. Um, we have a shared space with IWI uh, at a Middletown PA, which is where our warehouse is and where everything comes into there. So uh, I would say four years ago was when the U.S., Meprolite U.S. has started. Um, and that's where we've been building from there. Um, it's no surprise the U.S. market is is where all the gun industry is in the world. We have mm-hmm. more guns per capita. It is where the gun industry is. Um, doesn't matter if you're talking about Europe, South America, Canada. This is the lifeblood of a firearm. So um, if you don't have um, a way forward with just military contracts, we I think everybody has seen brand X put all their eggs in just the military contract um, just to see five, six years later that you know, maybe that's not the best business model. We've got to branch out. We need multiple channels of income and revenue, and uh, Meprolite's no different. So uh, instead of just having one channel of income or revenue, they said, hey, well, the U.S. market's obviously where we need to be, and that's where we're going to branch out to, and that's why we have Meprolite USA. So uh, first couple years were fantastic. Uh, um, first year, and then the second year, about 276% of growth um, from year the, the following year, over 400% of growth. And then um, one of the main components of that was COVID. So when COVID hit and a lot of people are bringing things in from overseas and different places, um, our ability to control everything, our products coming from Israel, Israel being able to source products internally uh, really made a difference for us. So when competitors are bringing products in from overseas and Asia and the Philippines and other places where they just couldn't get cargo ships in at the end of the day. Uh, flights were blocked. They just weren't able to get product into the country. Uh, we were. so if, supply chain stayed. Absolutely. So if Bill placed a call on Sunday, uh, product would show up 10 days later. and We could turn around 10 days after that and have it in the retailer's hands. So um, that's one of the main reasons why we were able to see the growth that we did over those first few years so large. And something else on the point with uh, IDF versus commercial something I found very interesting is your testing procedure isn't different. So whether it's going to IDF or whether it's coming to U.S. commercial, this, it's, it undergoes the same testing. That, that was my understanding. That is absolutely the correct understanding. Yep. So it, um, everything gets tested for a zero. Uh, the zero is um, written down. It is annotated. It goes into a recoil test um, under X amount of shots, comes back, uh, recoil still tested, um, is validated, and then gets put in a box and go. So, you know, just like you said, doesn't matter who's getting the optic; it is uh, thoroughly tested. It's very reassuring. Obviously, if you're if you're watching the podcast versus listening, you'll notice that there is a plethora of what look like weapons on the table. However, these are all demo units. The barrels have been removed. I think all the internals are out of them, just for uh, demonstration purposes. But um, well, let's go down through the the pistol sights you have there. All right, so. Obviously, uh, we're known for our tritium. Uh, we've been doing tritium, like we've mentioned quite a few times here since the 90s. Um, in addition to our commercial aspects, we are a very large OEM supplier to some of the world's um, largest pistol producers. So we'll, without getting into too many specifics, uh, probably close to a few hundred thousand sets of OEM pistol sites a year to every major manufacturer. So uh, some That's of them... Some very unique ones. Yeah, so <laughs> some you've seen before that aren't labeled. Uh, uh, others, we actually use their metals and in, in, um, install our own tritium into their metals. Um, so obviously, IWI and Nemeprolite are sister companies. 
if you have a pair of uh, IWI and they happen to have tritium in them, you'll see that it's stamped IWI. Well, we use them, their metals, they deliver them to us, we install them, and then we send them back. So it's just, it is what it is. So, uh, but we do that for other manufacturers as well. Uh, so we'll start with the Hyperbrite. So our Hyperbrite is really our flagship uh, line. So we've got, it's a three dot system at night. So you'll have a dual tritium dots in the rear, a single tritium dot in the front, but you have a color contrasted front ring. We offer three colors, uh, green, orange, and yellow. And our yellow is photofluorescent, which means that it will, uh, it will absorb light in transitional light and give you extra glow around the tritium. So if it's dead dark, you'll still only see your three tritium dots. If it's light out, you'll see a black rear and you'll see your color contrasted front ring. However, if you have transitional light, dawn, dusk, and some other light that I like to call transitional, it will absorb the light and you'll actually have a glow or that front ring will glow around the tritium to give you a little extra uh, sight picture in those areas where it, it could be difficult to see. So it is kind of a... Keep I'm your not, eye on that front sight. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's a value add, but it's just another feature kind of built in. Um, there is a lot of talk, a lot of competitors, including ourselves. Um, do you go just color contrasted? Do you go photofluorescent? Uh, a lot of people can't even tell you exactly what it means. But um, for us, that's what it means. So we have orange is by far our largest seller uh, with our color contrasted front ring. Um, and then obviously yeah, we have the green and yellow. At the end of the day, though, it comes down to personal preference and shooter preference. Um, my eye might not see the same right. as yours, um, and it really doesn't matter. As long as you like what you see, that's all that matters at the end of the day. So, um, And these are all going to come in every one of your major platforms. So IWI, Glock, Smith & Wesson, Springfield, it doesn't matter. We, we have it for your gun. And those are just over 100 bucks, right? They are. Yep. One oh nine ninety nine is your MSRP on those. So then we'll go to our True Dots. So our True Dot is, uh, there'll be your three tritium dots at night, and then they'll have white uh, around them. So uh, they give you a little bit more um, visual acuity during the day. They give you three white dots, kind of what you're similarly looking at in a standard factory site. You got a three dot day site, except at night you'll have your three tritium. And these come in uh, three different models. You have your standard height site, uh, adjustable. So maybe if you're a target shooter, or you want more adjustability in your rear sight, and it comes in an adjustable, and then also comes in suppressor heights as well. So uh, depending on what your need is, then this may be for you, uh, especially nowadays with the, the onslaught of the pistol red dot market. Uh, some people can run standard height sights with the red dots and be able to co-witness. Some people want to run suppressor heights and be able to co-witness. So um, once you get your red dot installed, and then you can kind of do your measurements and figure out what you need, uh, some people are just preferring the more simpler um, dot system to run with it because they don't prefer to see their dot and a alternate color all at the same time. So um, the True Dots, though, they've, they've been around. The, um, they're our first ones, right, Bill? They've been around the longest. Um, they do really well for us. Uh, fantastic product. Uh, again, available in the same models and range as the Hyperbrite. Um and again, available in the three different versions. So um, suppressor, adjustable, and then your, your standard three dots. And those are about 20 bucks less, $89.99. $89.99, yep. All right, so next we're going to go off of the, uh, the FT front. So the FT front is different. Um, it's a different look. So what are we doing here? This is giving you a red dot-like experience, 
without having to run a red dot. So if your gun is not optics ready, but you want a red dot like experience, then maybe this is something for you. And what do we mean by that? Well, if you don't have a red dot uh, cut on there and you don't know what to, maybe you don't want to go spend $180, $200 have a cut and then another $150 to have it re-seracoded or finished and all these things, then, you know, an FT front sight may be for you. Um, it gives you a tritium and fiber optic. So there is no batteries to worry about. There's no tapes. There's no switches. There's no batteries. There's, it'll work for 12 years, just like uh, M21, which we'll get to later and things like that. Um, it mounts simply into your dovetail or however your front sight mounts into your firearms. Um, and this one's going to be available for most of your standard firearms. So your Glocks, your SIGs, Smith and Wessons, and, um, your H and K's. So we're looking at 149 for FT fronts. Seems like that would be something very quick for defensive need. Yeah, so you hit the nail on the head. Um, in my mind, it really works for two people. One, defensive slimline micro guns that are pocket guns. Uh, we're not shooting 25 bullseyes here, and we're trying to hit five rounds and a quarter. Just This isn't it. But you were talking about hitting Unless the fist. Bill. Well, maybe. He was doing it earlier. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we're growing to the range tomorrow. I'm going to make him prove it. But if we're talking talk- about it, you were, it was before you were here. so you- <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> but if we're talking, you know, a fist size at 10 yards, then, yep, absolutely, we could do that all day. And then the second need is for hunters. So if we talk about a hunting uh, 10 millimeter out in the backcountry, and we're talking about extreme cold weather, extreme temperatures where batteries are just murdered, then maybe this is a, an option for you to, to run on that today. Really. Yep. Uh, it will fit all, uh, I won't say all, because all is definitely not what we do in this industry. So it should fit most holsters, um, because it does not, it's not much bigger than your normal sight profile to begin with. Very unique. So I actually have one on my Glock 10 mil that, um, that I take out. And basically, to further explain that, it's basically a tube ring with a dot in the middle. So you've got the tritium driving it and... And fiber optic. Yeah, so it gives you a bullseye. Uh, I should explain that. It gives you a bullseye effect. So you got your green dot and you got an outer dot. So if you're uh, used to just like a, a Pro V2 that's got a dot with an outer ring, it looks just like that. And if you cannot see the two, then you're not lined yeah, up. It just helps you center it. Yep. Um, and then right now we're going to go over this FT rear. Um, I will tell you that the most U.S. shooters will probably prefer the FT front over the rear simply because we're mostly taught to focus on the front sight. And it's easier to manipulate the front sight than it is the rear sight because your grip is attached to the rear and you don't want to mess with your grip once you already grab the firearm. So um, that's just another avenue of why the front typically works uh, more than rear. However, we have customers all the time to come by at shows and things and they pick it up and they're like, I can really see the rear better. And you're like, well, again, shooter's preference, man. If it works for you, then... Depends how old your eyes are, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maybe the older you are, the further out it'll be. And that's so. a great point, too. And uh, that's probably why Bill that's likes why it so he, much. That's why he was nailing it. Because he's always talking about place. aging eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, the, uh, this is similar technology. Uh, the FT Rear, uh, otherwise known on the... This is your favorite gun, right? The SIG 365 oh, yeah. SAS. You put that on the 365. OEM that on the 365 SAS. Yep. It's very cool. So, uh, yep, that was cut in there. Um, Canic also has now one that they uh, OEM'd in the rear as well. Um, again, it gives you the uh, a bullseye-like feel. And that's a whole lot easier to sell to people. This has got to be, that's got to, I mean, that's, a, that's just an, an odd concept that I never would have thought of. But really, it puts it further away from your face, too. So, it's a longer radius. It is. Technically, should be more accurate because it's further away. So it helps out in that avenue. We're going to test this theory out. (laughs) 
So you uh, video him at the range. <laughs> done. So what I will tell you is that uh, the front sights uh, do come with rear fillers, so that way um, when you remove your rear sight, you could uh, just put the filler in and it fills that gap. Uh, typically, the rear sights do not come with the front fillers, though. So, but that's your front and uh, FT front and rears, uh, both of them 149 MSRP. Uh, and last but certainly not least is uh, the micro RDS. So micro RDS kit here is our red dot, and it's really made to be to work with a um, a pistol that is not optics ready. So the idea here is it comes with the red dot and also comes with uh, effectively a backup sight set. But you would just push out your factory rear sight, uh, install the dovetail, and then you could mount the red dot to it. So again, if you do not want to, maybe you just want to get in the market of a red dot and you're not really convinced that that's what you want to do. Um, and you don't want to pay to have your slide milled, you don't want to pay to get it refinished and all those things, um, then maybe this is for you. Um, other aspects, maybe you still... commitment. <laughs> <laughs> it is commitment. Um, so, I mean, it just really depends, again, on, on how committed you are, how involved you are. Maybe you want to take it for a test ride and you want to really see if you enjoy shooting red dots. Um, I know guys that shoot red dots for quite a while before they decide hey, this is, uh, this is the avenue I really want to go in. What kind um, of repeatability are we talking about on that site? It's actually really good. Um, just like your, your pick rails, they machine these to fit. So you should be able to take it off, put it back on. The repeatability should be, should be pretty good. That's a proprietary dovetail, I'm assuming? It is. But it's just as simple to install as just pressing out and pushing in, right? Yes. So there's a, just like on your, on your, your pick rails, you'll have a... Um, I think he meant the base. So oh, on the base? Yeah, the amount of oh, yeah, yeah. You just, um, when you use your sight pusher, you'll push out the, the old one. and No milling, no drilling, nothing. Nothing. Cool. Just like a standard sight set installation. And that's it. And then the uh, backup sights, they are true dot tritiums as well. So. It's a nice looking reflex. I like that. And that was about 390 all in, right? That is correct. Yeah. So you get the red dot with the the backup tritium uh, for about three ninety, and that pretty much covers the whole line of uh, pistol sights. Cool. Very you guys have a lot of stuff to offer for pistol sights. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we want people if they have a need, we want to be able to to fill it. I mean, nowadays there's more than just three manufacturers out there. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a challenge. It's a challenge to keep up with dimensions. Um, it's a challenge to keep up with, <laughs> and, and Bill will laugh, but. We have full-blown team arguments daily about who's coming out with the next optics-ready slide and who's dropped uh, who's dropped normal slides and has only gone the optics-ready. Like, SIG is changing dovetail cuts, it seems like, every third week. And then who's doing this dimension? And then who's following this next one? Or who's changing sight heights at this point? That's one thing. There's no consistency in it. The- drives us crazy daily. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge. And uh, we're trying to, to keep on top of it and... Um, that's all we can do. Cool. And we got some big stuff on the table. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about the uh, the rifle optics we have. All right, do, so uh, we'll, we'll start with the uh, True Vision is your biggest, best one right now, right? Yeah, so uh, True Vision is the newest by far. Um, it's the smallest. Um, it was designed for the Imam. So the Imam is equivalent to our FBI HRT. So not IDF. It is not a military unit. It is a police unit over in Israel. Um, effectively like our FBI HR team, but is there a top counter-terror unit? Um, their requirements were that it needed to be smaller, it needed to be lighter, needed to run off a single uh, one, two, three, 20,000-hour battery life, 
Um, it's got a robust mounting system, has an automatic light sensor that's in the front right here. Um, 12, uh, 16 brightness settings. I'm sorry. Yeah, 16 12 brightness settings. Right. What's that? 12 and 4 MV. Yep. Is that the deal? Absolutely. Uh, 12 day, 4 MVG. Uh, when you set the brightness settings, it has eight, eight brightness settings on automatic. So if you set it automatic, you just let it run. It will do everything for you. It'll compensate. Yes. But again, everyone, shooter preference. Some people just want to have control over their optic, and that's no problem. So press and hold the button. It goes into manual mode. Uh, you select it wherever you want to go. And then when the optic shuts off or you shut it off, it'll come back to whatever the last known uh, feature was. So uh, it, it is a 2MOA dot. Uh, glasses, pristinely clear. Uh, we've had guys shoot these out to 500 with just simple 3 by magnifiers behind it. Um, you'll notice that it is a polymer um, hood around it. Uh, people are like, well, why do you make this mil-spec optic and then put a polymer hood? Well, two reasons. I kind of explained it to you guys in the, in the training earlier. Uh, one is that all the electronics are completely protected by a micro chassis, just like a precision rifle and other things. Um, it, everything is completely sealed and completely protected. Secondly is that polymer gives more than aluminum. So if this thing gets banged, uh, dinged, whatever the case is, it's going to give bounce back. And then uh, one of your guys even said it in there is, um, it's, it's quieter. quieter. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that aspect and it made a very, very good point. I mean, you're skipping the most important reason is that it's going to give you color options. <laughs> there we go. We were going to get to that. <laughs> so I have on the table over there too. Uh, I have one in tan, um, down the road. Uh, actually it's not really down the road. Very shortly, we will be offering these in, um, additional hoods in black, flat, dark earth. And that's Magpul flat, dark earth and OD green. Uh, for those that want to customize their gun, um, here everyone wants to customize their gun. So why do we want to do that? Well, no longer do you have to bake this if you want to Cerakote your hood. Um, now people are Cerakoting their optics. Is it 180 for two and a half hours or is it 220 for the one, and a, one hour? Um, are they burning out electronics? What are they doing? Or if they want to hydro dip it, now they got to get it all wet. Is it, what's it going to do? We're done with all that. So pop out the four screws. You're, you can buy one from us. Go get it done. Pop out the four screws. Interchange it. Just put it on your gun. So if you get a custom Cerakote job, custom Hydro Dip job, just get your hood done with it, and you're ready to go. So uh, half MOA adjustments, um, both elevation and windage, completely recessed. Um, this thing's been rock solid. We've had guys put them in hot tubs, soak them, um, and then turn around, put them in the freezers for eight hours, take them out, drop them 25 feet from... Uh, porches, all types of things, and then go out and shoot them. So um, this thing's been fantastic, especially nowadays. Um, and we'll talk about another optic, but guns are just getting smaller. Um, SBR, short barrel. Uh, yeah, it doesn't take up a whole lot of space. <laughs> pistol caliber carbines. I mean, we're talking maybe four rail lengths, um, and that's about it. So um, we're looking, I think I mean, it's 549 MSRP. Long. Yep. So uh, sight height is 193, so that is an important aspect here to, to point out. Um, that requirement came from the imam. Um, they use um, laser pointers at 12 o'clock, uh, which a lot of guys are, and um, we wanted to get it up and over. So some, some companies are now running theirs at 225 and some other, some other heights. Things are getting a little weird <laughs> all over the, the place. Uh, 193, uh, for me, I've been using this um, through the prototyping stages and stuff. The 193 height's really good. I don't have to worry about chin buckles on helmets. I'm not really scrunching down. I can keep a nice, relaxed thing. We can move through houses and just look through the glass and shoot. See so, over the top of your thumb. 
You can't see over the top of your thumb. <laughs> I'm more on the, the side, yeah. but if you were over the top, you could still see over the thumb. I, so. was, I won't say um, exactly what it reminds me of because I'm not going to drop any names there, but it's definitely comparable in build and uh, what looks like quality is one of the more higher-end uh, adjustable reflex sites that I've seen out there. It's got The size is very similar. Price, however, is a lot more favorable. Yeah, you're good. I think I know where you're going with this. Uh, we put some spec sheets together. Um, you'll be surprised when you see the spec sheet wash out. And then you will also see a huge surprise on the price list, um, a few hundred dollars cheaper. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, just for everyone listening, uh, Meprolite has agreed to give one of these away to our listeners. Now, it's a great, fantastic optic. Uh, it is the True Vision. Uh, we'll we'll have it up on our website and our social media. We're going to work out the details and exactly how you can win this. It'll probably be something along the lines of comment below this or that um, because we love hearing you guys with your questions and engaging. Um, but we will be giving one of those away. I want to thank you guys at Meprolite for offering to do that. Before, before we move on quick, I just want to, we all kind of noticed in there that all of the uh, all of the stuff is nicely nestled below deck here. So I don't know if you wanted to comment on that, but that seems like a very robust scenario where you're protecting the most important stuff down there yeah it kind of goes with that micro chassis everything is down the uh the elevation of windage knobs and i'm sure we'll we'll get some some footage of them being nestled down even the the way the the buttons are recessed but are still tactile enough that if you have gloves on um the night vision button is actually bigger because you can't see anything at night so it is bigger and towards the front so it's not um it's easier to find and then even the, the latch, the latch was built in a way that um, fades away, so that way it won't get hit quickly, um, especially as a righty as it comes down, um, but is big enough that if you need to, you can take it away too. And it is adjustable, so it's not a one-time um, kind of set it and forget it, or you can over-tighten or under-tighten it. Um, you can customize the tightness on your rail if your rail happens to be out of spec or you just want it to not come off as easy. I really um, like that site. It seems to really check all the boxes when you're looking for a good, dependable, like, built tough optic. Yeah, this platform itself will be the future going forward, so I would definitely keep an eye on, on um, other radical options and other features coming I forward with this. I love the polymer idea on it because I've scraped a lot of aluminum things, and, you know, they don't go back. So. <laughs> I mean, with, it's with really serviceable if you scratch it up and you don't like it. Um, you know, you could get another one to put on. Absolutely. So. Uh, so we're going to cover the RDS Pro V2 real quick. So RDS Pro V2, um, man, this thing's been a workhorse for the IDF. It's known as the M5 over there, um, Pro, the RDS Pro V2 over here in the United States um, since 2012-ish. Uh, runs off a single AA battery. We, owe, we have four SKUs here in the U.S. Um, we have red or green in color palettes. And then you have a uh, 2MOA dot or a bullseye uh, reticle available to you. So if you have astigmatism, the green may be for you. Um, a lot of people, they're always saying, man, I have astigmatism. What kind of red dot can I use? I can't see this. I can't see this. This doesn't work for me. Um, I urge you to just go check it out somewhere. Um, obviously your optic is, uh, the place you probably go check it out and, um, just, just see if you can just go look through it. So yeah, it did look very clean. And I, I, I do have some, some trouble, uh, stigmatism in my left eye, actually. I have one each, so I can see it from both sides. From both sides. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, again, you're going to do a half MOA adjustments on windage and elevation. Uh, very large eye box. Um, super 
I, I would it's it's super bright and clear. Um before we got the true visions, almost all my guns all had green bullseyes of RDS Pro V twos. Um there's sixteen brightness settings as well, uh twelve day and four night vision. There's a dial over here on the left side. Uh, zero is off, and it says one, two, three, four. And the way I always looked at it, um, people always ask all the time, like, well, how, how do you know what, where you're at? I just look at it as high, medium, low, and then four is my night vision. So um, after you pick one, two, three, four, then from there you can actually push the button in, and then you can get your other four settings per line. So uh, for me, if I took it out of my truck or if I needed to get going on, on in a quick manner, I would just usually flip it to two, and then if I time allows, and I can um, finally tune adjust it for whatever my lighting condition is. So and that, uh, was, that was inch and a half center line on those, right? Yes, this one is an inch and a half. Yes. So this thing's uh, like I said, it's been around. Uh, this thing is a workhorse. It's been fantastic. Um, it's a great optic. Uh, so we'll move on to the M21. Uh, M21. Uh, I said the, the RDS Pro V2 is a workhorse. I, don't, I hate using the same nomenclature things repeatedly, but um, that one's been around since 2012 as uh, IDF issued. This one's been issued from the IDF since the year 2000, 2002-ish, um, and literally has been issued to armies and militaries, law enforcement units all around the world. So this optic here does not take any batteries. This is an optic-free, no no buttons, no switches, no tapes, no nothing. It is no electronics. No electronics. It runs off tritium and fiber optic. This optic will be good for 12 years because like we talked about on the pistols, it is uh that is the lifespan of the tritium. So uh we do offer this in four SKUs as well. Um the colors amber across the the spectrum and we've got two dot sizes, a bullseye and the triangle reticle. So uh this thing is it is built like a tank. Uh, literally had a customer, or we had a customer, sent one back. I was telling you guys, it looked like it. I don't know if he got ran over by a semi-truck or hit by an axe or I don't know what the hell happened with that thing. But uh, we got it in because I didn't believe him after he told our consumer service, I got to see this thing. So we got it in, and it still worked. Tritium worked. Fiber optic worked. It was amazing. So we wound up uh, warranting it for him, got him a new optic, and uh, and went along about, went on along about the day. But uh yeah, this thing is, uh, if you're a survivalist, if you don't want to mess with batteries, um, we talked about batteries quite a, quite a lot here, and one of the things that people get wrapped up a lot about is battery life, and that's one of the first things that we always hear at shows and other things, and I'm sure you guys in the optic market hear all the time, but what's the battery life? And what I like to tell people is like, it's not about the battery life at the end of the day because I don't know if you're getting your batteries from Amazon or Walmart or where you're buying them from or how old they are or how are they restored or where they came from. So what we want to educate people on is that you need to have a battery plan. And if you're a hard use guy or you're a professional individual, then maybe you swap your batteries out twice a year or whatever that may be for you. And if you're just a casual shooter or, or person, then you should be swapping your batteries out every year. So if that's the first week of January or maybe the first week of June or July or whatever that is for that person, just uh, be mindful because as all this technology gets smarter and smarter with your phones and, and everything else that runs our day-to-day. -day. I mean, we're using electronics to take notes up here now. Um, there's no difference for our optics and our, and our guns here. So uh, just be mindful of what you have as a platform and enact the battery management plan, and you'll Speaking be good. Speaking of reliability, what's, uh, what else is on that rail there? So, uh, 
Yep, so not that it's needed for this optics, just the way we got this gun set up. Um, these are our FRBSs. So these are our version of the flip-up sights. And what's unique about our flip-up sights is that um, we have tritium in them. So not many, most people have backup sights on their guns and they're for show and no one ever shoots them or they shoot them at 25 yards and they just sit on their guns and are never used. And if they ever needed to use them, they're never able to be used at night because there's no tritium. So how are you going to see? So uh, we fix that problem. We have a- It's only backup during the day. Only, yes. Only day. Or in Hollywood, sites. just never deployed. But. <laughs> or they put them up and they don't look anyway. They just shoot. So, uh, yeah. So, ours, uh, we have the FUBSs and FRBSs. So, we have uh, versions that are 2-dot and 4-dot tritium rears. And um, so, that's options for rears. And then our options on the front are tritium or hyperbright with tritium in the front and then a color contrasted ring around it or rectangle in, in the case of the, of the uh, front sights. So when they're available in uh, flat dark earth or black as well. And so, then similar pricing to some of the more popular backups out there, except yours have tritium. Correct. Yep. You're looking at a couple dollar difference, but the, uh, the value add of having the tritium available, uh, which then extends the life of the usability of your product. And you can actually use them instead of just making them look good. It That's really good. begs the statement of like, why wouldn't you get those ones? Like if you're given the option with the price difference, that which is not lying. Large, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you just get it? You just it? said it. Why? I said, that's what I was implying, but you just went ahead and said it. Yeah, I'm just going to make it easy for people to understand. Quiet part <laughs> so, something, something else to note uh, on guys that are worried about the 12-year life. Uh, it, it will be comforting for them to know kind of what the discussion we had earlier where uh, you guys are looking now because it's been out there long enough. You've got kind of a, a refurb or, uh, or, you know, basically a refurb plan in progress now. So Yeah, so um, we do. We've had a lot of discussions over the last few months on what a refurb plan would look like for an M21. Um, guys have had them. We have guys that had them for 20 years and are finally starting to notice that they're uh, starting to get dim. And that's an important thing to note, too, with tritium is that once it hits 12 years. It doesn't just die. It doesn't. Half-life. It doesn't yeah. die, you know. and it, It'll get about half as bright. <laughs> yep. And, and conversely, some people at – at eight years, and it doesn't matter if it's our product or others, you might start seeing it dim at eight and others at 15. So uh, just just let us know. Give us a call, and you it won't be a brand-new optic, but our plan is to um, get you a reduced-cost uh, optic that we can swap you out. You can get a brand-new fresh tritium set, and then we'll get your optic back, and then we'll have this whole reefer program going where uh, we can get you a, a new optic with fresh tritium, get you going for another 12 years. Um, and then we'll get yours back, and then that way you don't have any downtime. So uh, we got to get it Very back cool. to Israel and get it all fixed up and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's one of the things that we hope to, to get going soon, and um, it'll be big for us because, like I said, there's thousands of these out in the marketplace right now. We've got one guy left, right? We do. So uh, we'll do this real quick. So uh, the more this is the more pro. Uh, effectively, it is a M21 uh, recased with an, a visible and a IR laser attached to it. So uh, just a couple things to note here. It runs off um, two AA batteries. The AA batteries run the lasers themselves. One if runs you, each, right? Correct. If you do not have the batteries installed, the optic itself will still work, just like the M21. Still so uses tritium and fiber optics. Uh, another great feature here is you go out to the range, you zero your optic, uh, your lasers are auto zeroed as well. So you zero at 50 yards, your lasers will be zeroed 
at the same time. So um, you don't need to go and shoot your. So like a D ball, you're not you're not moving the laser. It's not a you know dual beam. Deal, Correct. But the lasers are actually following the aim point. Correct. It's all built into one uh, one sighting system. So, and uh, this is also available in the same reticles that's available for the M21. Um, and it's got, uh, we call it push delays. So, we got a push delays button. And um, that's it for the M21. What's funny is uh, it looks very large, uh, like a large optic, but it's so lightweight. When you're combining basically a D ball and a red dot. Mm-hmm. And not only that, um, when we're talking about now with shorter guns and SBRs and pistol caliber carbines and, and things of that nature. And where guys are running five inch guns and space in half. Yeah. I mean, now you don't have to worry about, um, running your optic and then running it higher. So now you can get it over the laser or now running it at a, you know, a, a three or nine o'clock. And or then, the concerns of a monolithic rail that you're <laughs> yeah. not going to lose zero if your rail. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Or then if you do want to run a white light, how are we going to run a white light and a laser and do all these things? Um, you just run out of space. And then it's cool if you, you know, put it all out there and you got this big brick, which you see, and then it comes back to the, well, what I do with my hand? Well, you still got to hold the thing at the end of the day. So what do you do with it? So this is a great option. Um, and again, uh, if you don't use the lasers, um, your optic still works and it's good for 12 years. So if you're a survivalist or someone who's into that mindset or just wants the peace of mind to, put it in a safe or whatever for 12 years and have a, the, the ability to go pull it out and know it works, then this might be the product for you. And you guys, I'm assuming like normal, you guys would recommend lithium batteries in these yes. guys. Yep. If you can afford it and um, you're able to, then that's what we would recommend. What, uh, what's the future look like? There's a very, there's a very obvious absence in your line. Yeah, so uh, there is an absence in our line. So uh, I, I would say, first off, this True Vision line will expand for 2024. Um, we were able to bring on a product manager uh, that's been with us for just about a year now. Um, he has been working tirelessly for the 2024 product launches that we will have next year. Um, I would be shocked if we didn't show up to SHOT Show with an entire line of uh, pistol sights. So that is a glaring hole in our line. We understand it. We know it. Uh, we understand where the market is. Um, tritium is fantastic. It's still a bread and butter. However, tritium in conjunction with, uh, pistol sights is where the future is. Um, there's plenty of people running red dots now without any backup sites at all. Um, the same manner that people are running AR red dots now without backup sites at all. So uh, it seems to be that that's where we are in the firearm industry, and uh, we're definitely going to take the innovation and the knowledge that we know on making rifle sites and and being a product innovator and providing that um, and providing those products for that that product line. So the other thing I would say is uh, the one thing in in building off the True Vision is probably providing more products for the professional duty user. Um, on top of what we already do uh, into the military LE market. Uh, for us, it's been difficult to break into that market because of some competitors that just have had stakes in the ground for so long. Um, and one of the biggest barriers for us is just that we're just not known. And it's not that our products are, um, I'm not going to say not better than theirs because we feel like our products are better and we have better features at lower price points and 
um, we definitely could could battle it out. It's just getting our products in front of those those end users and those customers. So uh, that's going to be a huge um, avenue for us to to do in 2024 as well. So we're looking forward to it. It's going to be bright. Um, we look forward to obviously seeing you guys more and um, working with you guys. And we're ready for it. We're ready to work. All right. You guys have anything else you want to touch on or make mention of? I think we covered, a day. covered anything I wanted to mention. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Eric, for coming in and going through the product line with us. A lot of really cool stuff. I'm excited to see what you guys are going to have come down the road. I appreciate you giving us a little bit of a history lesson and uh, really diving in deep on uh, some of our questions. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back here again with some more exciting stuff to talk about. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that'll, that'll do it for today's episode of Group Therapy with Meprolite. Meprolite.